0: Hey, teacher friends, this is episode three of Freedom from the Classroom with Keely Raven. Today, we'll be talking about the three biggest mistakes teachers make when launching a tutoring business and how to avoid them. Stick around so that you can learn the most important do's and don'ts to help you get your business started off right. Hello, and welcome to Freedom from the Classroom with Keely Raven. I'm your host, Keely Raven, former classroom teacher turned tutoring business owner, making more income while having more impact. And I'm showing you how you can do that too. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get into this episode. Mistake number one is trying to tutor everything to everyone. I did this when I got started. I had taught high school, preschool, and fifth grade. I had taught subjects ranging from chemistry to geography to study skills. And as a self-proclaimed nerd, I knew I had all the core subjects on lock and I was practically fluent in Spanish. So when people asked what I tutored, I would tell them everything except the languages I don't speak. It seemed to me that if I could tutor everything, then I should be able to get more business. There are tons of people out there, so being able to meet all their needs should be the fastest path to success, so I thought. The problem with that is that when you try to be everything to everybody, there's no way for you to stand out as special. You become a tutor among so many others rather than the tutor, the go-to who helps parents solve a specific problem. And if you're just like every other tutor out there, you won't get that many students, and you certainly won't be able to command premium pricing. Let me give you a personal example of what I mean. A few years back, I was visiting a friend in Seattle, and she and I went to Pike Place Market. I don't know if you've been there, It was cool. There was a disgusting wall of gum or something. Got to be there to see that. But (laughs) um, it's a chaotic environment, at least on the weekends. It's crowded with shoppers and there are vendors everywhere selling all kinds of stuff. I mean, flowers, jewelry, crafts, even fish. And I can't tell you how many vendors were selling some type of lotion or cream. We passed by a ton of them. And after we'd been in the market for well over an hour, the number of people there, and I guess all of the ruckus, <laughs> had become overwhelming, and we really just wanted to get out. But one vendor of lotions and creams had a sign that made me do a double take. The sign said, Relieves Eczema. When I saw that sign, we were almost out of the market and away from all the chaos. But I stopped turned around and went back to ask questions because my baby has eczema. Until that moment, I didn't care about anybody's lotion or cream because whatever, it'll help dry skin, obvi. But once they mentioned eczema relief, I was like, oh, something I can use. This vendor was talking to me and I ended up buying the cream. My friend, who was only there because of me, also bought something. None of the vendors that took the regular, everyone has skin, so if I just tell how it keeps your skin nice, then everyone should want to buy approach. (laughs) Got any of my money or my friends for that matter. But when I saw something specialized that claimed to solve a problem that I was looking to solve, I immediately wanted to learn more. It's the same idea here. Tutors may be all around. It's a booming industry. But once you identify yourself as the one to solve a specific problem, all the people with that problem, once they know about you, know they need to talk to you. It won't be everyone, but you don't need everyone to be successful. It was like around 2008, Kevin Kelly, who's the founding executive editor of Wired magazine, wrote a now iconic essay called 1000 True Fans. In it, there are a lot of details. But essentially, he explains that in order to make a living, an entrepreneur only needs a thousand true fans. He defines a true fan as someone who will buy anything you produce. More specifically, someone from whom you will profit $100 a year. And as far as the math goes, 1,000 true fans times $100 per year equals $100,000 per year. Six figures, not too shabby. There are over 8 billion people on this earth. Certainly, even with messaging that seems to exclude some people, you can find a thousand, right? So the solution to problem number one, I imagine you've gathered, is to differentiate. And I know that as a teacher, you're familiar with the term differentiation, Well, now, instead of thinking of it only in terms of your students, consider the question, how can I differentiate myself? When you come up with the answer to that question, you position yourself as the go-to tutor for something, the tutor that parents seek out to help their children with a particular problem. As another example, consider Tesla. In the simplest terms, Tesla is a car. Cars were invented in like 1886, The first Tesla was released in 2008. In the 122 years between the introduction of the first car and the release of the Tesla, many car brands were founded. I'm sure you know plenty of them. If Tesla had come out as just another brand of car, it's unlikely that it would have seen much success. Tesla differentiated, though, clearly defining itself as a champion of sustainability, and now leads the automobile industry as a trillion-dollar company. You want to be the Tesla of tutors. You want to be the go-to person that parents think of to help their children with a specific issue. Remember, Kevin Kelly asserts that you only need a 1,000 true fans to make a living. In the tutoring world, to find your 1,000 true fans, stick with the power of one. Choose the one subject that you teach. Choose the one student that you teach it to. And choose the one result that you help them get. And once you've figured this out, you'll be able to design clear messaging that attracts the families that you want to work with you. You might be thinking, but Keely, I really can tutor a bunch of subjects. Are you telling me that if I choose one, I have to only tutor that forever? No, I am not differentiation helps get clients in the door. After you serve them well, once the child you tutor needs help with another subject, or once a sibling has a need, you'll be the first person the parents ask about it. If they don't ask if you also tutor whatever subject, they'll at least ask if you know anyone who does. And of course, you know yourself. Just like cars aren't the only thing Tesla sells and Eczema cream isn't the only thing the vendor at Pike Place Market sells, math, for example, doesn't have to be the only thing you tutor. Mistake number two teachers make when launching a tutoring business is charging too little. As a group, teachers have been undervalued for so long that we tend to even undervalue ourselves. I've seen teachers charge as little as $7 per hour for tutoring services. Can you imagine? Oh my God, absolutely not. I started in 2008, which frankly was like near the turn of the century, right? I worked in the Midwest where we don't have a super high cost of living, and I never charge such a teensy amount. Think about yourself for a minute. You are a professional. You have at least one degree. You may have additional education. You may have a certificate. You have experience. You know how to teach and you love kids. Think about all the time, money, effort and patience it took you to get this far. Also, as a tutor, you'll be putting in time to work with and prepare for your students. You'll also be in charge of making all your business decisions. How on earth? Does $7 an hour justify all that? Real talk, it doesn't. Plus, when you don't really charge enough for the service you provide, it's still stressful because you can't live on that. And the stress makes it harder for you to provide a premium experience. And when you don't make enough money, you can't afford to do things to grow your business. Moreover, Bargain basement prices attract bargain shoppers and people who pay less in general are more problematic. I remember in my much earlier days as a tutor I inherited students from a tutor friend who was moving away. This was a while back. It was pre-online tutoring. I charged about 60 percent more than my friend did and my business was going great. Students were improving, parents were very happy, people kept coming to me to help their kids. Once I started talking to the parents of my friends' students, the first thing they wanted to know was whether I would consider charging less. Um, no. Part of the problem is that I did not attract these clients myself, and I didn't yet understand what I needed to do in order to position my offer in a way that it could not be compared to anyone else's. So the clients had been receiving what they thought was the same service at a lower price. But again, in general, people who pay too little are the source of the most headaches. They have less skin in the game, so they're the least reliable, showing up late or not at all. They don't follow procedures. They want you to make exceptions. They will even try to haggle with you on price as though you're not worth it. So the solution to problem number two, charging too little, is to charge premium prices. Premium services should command premium prices. If you don't make mistake number one, you'll begin to set yourself up to be a premium service provider. Plus, you'll be differentiated, the go-to tutor in your subject area that gets the result that you promised. Like Tesla stands out among cars, you'll stand out among tutors. As a standout tutor providing a premium service, you deserve to charge a premium price. Teslas don't come cheap either, do they? Mistake number three that teachers make when launching a tutoring business is trying to do everything alone when they don't have to. In high school, I was a pretty serious athlete. I played a lot of sports and I was very competitive. And I remember the winter of my junior year, I tore my ACL playing indoor soccer. It was devastating, not just the pain, but also the fact that that ended my soccer season and I didn't know what the future really looked like in terms of rehabilitation and then preparing to reach my goal of playing varsity field hockey in the fall. And to be clear, my high school field hockey team has a reputation for being amazing and winning all kinds of state championships. So if you want to play on the team, you have to be in excellent shape. After my knee surgery, I needed to do some extensive rehabilitation to get everything back in working order. Scratch that tip-top shape if I wanted to make the varsity field hockey team. And I had no idea, as a 17-year-old, how to do that. Fortunately, I had an amazing physical therapist on my side who was with me, like to prepare me for surgery. And then after the surgery, and she knew because she'd gone to school and had the experience and understood what was necessary. She knew the exercises that I needed to do. And she knew that she needed to push me to get them done because they would hurt. And I would need some support to make sure that I got them done so I could get my range of motion, etc. The point is, It was the combination of my effort with the talent, know-how, skill, and direction of my physical therapist that allowed me to reach my goal of making the varsity field hockey team only months after having major knee surgery. When I quit teaching and decided to start my own tutoring business, I found myself once again in a position where the future was uncertain for me. I knew that I could teach. And I also knew that I could tutor students, but I had lots of questions about where to find students and how much I should be charging and um, how a business even should be put together. Things I just didn't know. And I also figured it sure would be nice to have someone to help guide me through the process so that I could know what mistakes to avoid and what things maybe they would have done differently so that I could capitalize on someone else's experience and not have to get all the bumps and bruises myself. However, when I started in 2008, there weren't any business coaches for tutors. Still, I didn't try to do this alone. I used my resources and reached out to people, even total strangers, to see what guidance I could get that would help me succeed fastest total strangers, weren't that inclined to help me, but at least I tried. My former boss at the agency I had worked for was very helpful to me though, and I know she helped me reach my goals faster than I would have if I had tried to do everything alone. It's so helpful to have a mentor to guide you away from their mistakes and toward your goals. You can probably try to put the pieces together with free online resources, but that takes a lot of time. People say, Time is money, but that's not really true. You can always make more money, but you can never get your time back. So the solution to problem number three, trying to do everything alone, is to get a mentor or coach. To recap, the three biggest mistakes teachers make when launching a tutoring business are trying to tutor everything to everyone, charging too little, and trying to do everything alone. To avoid those mistakes, you should differentiate, charge a premium, and get a mentor or coach. All right, episode three is a wrap. I hope you found it valuable. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, go ahead and hit subscribe. I look forward to being with you in future episodes and helping you gain your freedom from the classroom. If you want to learn how to build a money-making tutoring business and you know you need some help, Feel free to reach out to me. I'll include my calendar link in the show notes so you can grab a spot if there are still some available and we can put together a game plan for your business.